here, I have a checklist. And if he's not checking the list on day one that you meet each other, then fuck this, move on. He's not your person. And I'm like, if I would have done that, you would have not marked all my boxes. I would have been out, which is, yeah, but it's like, and it's like, I would have like missed out on the greatest love and finding my soulmate. So I feel for me, what was really important and what I was practicing was this. Hi, my name is Dika and you are listening to the Feminine Way podcast, where I share on sex, love and relationships and basically all other things feminine from periods to emotions to Tantra, all mixed with a lot of personal stories of my own life, which once was unorgasmic, numb, and mainly based on a lot of expectations of others, to ditching my imagined corporate career, moving my ass to Bali, finding my soulmate, and becoming a Tantra teacher and speaker. I'm now on a mission to make all of this feminine and tantric wisdom that I gathered over the past years modern, down-to-earth, and easily applicable and support feminine leaders to use this ancient wisdom in their daily life, relationship, and business to activate more love, intimacy, and pleasure. Welcome to a new episode. In this episode, we're diving into an answering a question we received from one of our listeners around, is this the right person? Am I in the right relationship? How do I know? How do I know if someone is the one? And so we share from our own personal experience of how we figured it out for each other, but also in general dive into, into this topic and how we would approach it. So we talk about desire, what it means to be attracted in different types of attractions. We talk about our soul calling and how to follow that. So you would actually always be in joy in your relationship and what it is to be in a committed relationship. How do you really know when that's the one and then you can actually stay with it? How do you stay compatible and how you really listen to each other in the relationship itself? Let's enjoy the podcast. So... Specifically, I have a question that I've received from uh, one of the listeners. And basically the core question, and I think you're going to find it an interesting one, and then I'll read also a little bit of what she described because I asked a little bit more what's behind the question. But the initial question was, and she was like, really record a podcast episode on this, is, is he the right one? How do I know if my partner, if mm-hmm. a man is the right person? one if I'm in the right kind of relationship mm-hmm. so then I asked her okay thank you for your question and so what's what's behind that so are you in a relationship right now are you not are you doubting what's mm-hmm. going on and so I'm just going to read what she wrote to me and then we can dive in from there Let's do it. so she was saying I've always been a bit of a doubter because I didn't learn the right things for my environment Because of that, I had a relationship of 10 years and a relationship of five years with people who weren't fitting. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in a relationship in which I am super happy with a lot of things, but sometimes I think uh, it could have been more fitting, but not sure if that's a realistic concern or not, specifically because I don't really fully trust my own judgment because of the environment that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And... I'm very happy, but sometimes we have, for example, difficult communication, uh, which makes me think, is this normal or is this, um, is this too complicated? Do we have to work on things or do we just not fit enough? And then she was also sharing, if I see you two referring to us, she sometimes thinks, uh, oh, they seem, um, 
to really think the same and to communicate the same and they move the same. And she's like, I want that too. Mm -hmm. So, but of course I don't see everything. And um, also at the same time, we also have really a lot of fun things in our relationship. So that's a little bit of the backstory. What is your initial, your initial thoughts? Well, initial shot thought is, is this, um, we talked about this before. Um, it is about choice and it's about the, uh, in the Western world, we have this uh, ability to have a choice in life. Um, of course, there are some people in the world who are less, less fortunate and they might not have that luxury of a choice to, to make even a, a made choice in general. But if you are in the kind of a more prosperous West, most likely you have been raised in this environment where choice is the way to go. That means that, well, today may I be want a croissant, tomorrow I maybe want a croissant with chocolate, and <laughs> the day after I don't want a croissant, I want something else, I go to Italian. And, you know, and so you kind of, uh, you have the choice, um, you're you br brought up with that. And to the point where, you know, these days we have some things like Amazon, for example. You can order things and they can deliver to you, like people work <laughs> and deliver. <laughs> and you can decide that that's not what you really want. And you can return it, no questions asked. And there's so many products that we are kind of raised uh, with that are in this kind of category. Mm -hmm. So you want it or not, with that, it also comes that you start thinking about partner as a product mm. meaning oh, okay well he has a skin but the skin is not as dark maybe i would like it darker or maybe i would like um, him to 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 sing me poetry more and he sings it only once a month and you know it's like uh it's like an ipad you know i would like a better screen <laughs> i would like a better camera or whatever when is the new version coming out yes, can yes. i have the <laughs> latest version exactly. i want an update update yeah, yeah. updated one <laughs> so this is this is the second piece. Um, so we be we raised with that environment with wanting to be having something that is perfect, and if it's not perfect, I return it to the warehouse. Um, then the second thing is you were saying about update, and that's true. You can update, but um, it's very important that we. Think about update in a couple together. So I mentioned to we we had a conversation before we had this saying in Lithuanian, which is um, that men when they um, get into a relationship with a woman, they typically expect that the woman wouldn't change, and she does, and they of course shocked. And then women when they get into a relationship, they typically expect that the man will change. And they don't. Mm. And then they also have shocked. So how you reconcile that is by having a clear communication best case before you actually start a committed relationship or during that start of the committed relationship. Okay. That, that means you need to communicate about what are your intentions for growth. So, you know, growth would be like the update, you know, 2.1, 2.3. It's like... <laughs> What are your intentions? Are you interested in personal growth? Because some people are not interested in personal growth for whatever reason, and that's this just their choice. So 
that is probably one of the most important aspects in a relationship uh, when you are starting a relationship or when you're communicating about it because growth is 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 the silent way that we sometimes start separating mm. because one person might be interested in personal growth goes into meditation camps and goes into you know personal development retreats and reads books and and podcasts and whatever else they need to do for their growth and then the other person just sits and watches this, watches tv or or just you know drinks beer or or something else uses cocaine whatever <laughs> <laughs> but and so that obviously will eventually start separating us and we'll feel oh i'm not i'm not really in the same page as the other one mm. so but if you have the question and sometimes it's actually that they do want to grow but they've never been asked the question you know they never have been contemplating on that um like oh sh should i actually do something about it Many people, you know, want to, and I'm also like that, want to do things, but kind of don't <laughs> until the last moment, you know. But if you are a partner in a partnership, in a relationship, and you're like, hey, I really would like us to update this relationship to have to have, uh, to have personal growth. Maybe let's go to a couple's retreat or, you know, have some couples counseling just because it helps it's just not that you have to have issues about anything but it just helps to understand ourselves each other the relationship so uh, so that would be like let's have an update let's have an update 2.1 2.3 mm. you know and so on and so forth and maybe three point something and yeah. 15 point something eventually so you are kind of having that as an intention um that would be one of the best things to have in the relationship in yeah. my opinion yeah and i think because i I wrote this down and I would like to like kind of argue this perspective because I was inspired by you sharing around, okay, these days we have so much choice and it's funny where we think that we have also more freedom because we have so much choice. And it always reminds me of, I like to quote this research where they had three groups of people and they, one person just got one chocolate, didn't have a choice basically. Second group had like five chocolates to choose choose from and the third one had like 20 and then they were measuring which group was most happy with their choice mm -hmm. and it appeared that the group with the five chocolates uh, was most happy and not the group with the 20 chocolates that had so much choice because people no like registered basically being more confused and couldn't really um see whether that choice that they made if that was really the best one because there's so much to compare you know and so mm -hmm. with the five you could quite easily compare with five still okay i picked the one that's definitely the best out of the five but with 20 that became so much more difficult and so these days with this amount of choice and this amount of like non-commitment to the sense of you can just buy something on amazon return it um and that is not per se a bad thing like it's amazing how much luxury ha we have these days how much has been available where we have such a good life where that can be a possibility. But I would want to argue that then if we um, look at relationships, because that will automatically affect all of aspects of life. So one of those is relationship, that it becomes a little bit more complicated because initially um, when we're looking at this very primal part of us, this instinctual part, it would get into a relationship or would form that couple for a sense of survival, for mm. a sense of procreation, for like... Um, there was that really specific goal and it has to do with survival. And these days, 
I would say like a relationship is not per se linked to that instinctual survival anymore. But therefore, um, if we're living in a day and age right now where there is so much choice and where there is so much like that non-commitment and that's something that's being stimulated, then basically the only way to be in a relationship where you won't start doubting if this is the right choice, the only way to do that is through um, basically growing in consciousness, basically having a spiritual path together, having not just that instinctual nature connection, but also a more higher higher consciousness connection or like a growth connection where like like reading books together yeah or, or like going to trainings together or learning and growing as a human and and supporting each other in that and forming each other's mirror so basically what you were already sharing mm -hmm. i would say that's kind of like the only way these days to be in a relationship where you won't start questioning if this is the right one um well yeah i mean everyone has you know there could be many different relationships some yeah. people still have quite um like exchange of value within that in still kind of like a survival yeah and, and there's many different yeah. you know for example we, we yesterday we were we were discussing about uh, raising kids and 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 raising kids in single parent household and and how it is important actually to have you know two parents in the household because if you have two parents in the household then one of the parents could be working and kind of a you know going hunting finding food which is these days is money uh, because instead of you know uh, hunting saber-toothed tiger, we need to f get food, get the money, and for for everything that we we need. So basically, one can do that; the other one could take care more of the child, and then maybe exchange, and or maybe somehow both are doing it equally. Equally, so whatever you you decide in that direction, it's gonna be more easy for if you are two parents. Because you have yeah. more time for the child, the child is going to grow better. Uh, also, another thing, if the child actually sees a good uh, parenthood, it's much easier for them to learn that it is possible to have a good relationship themselves. Mm. I also re mentioned yesterday about this this theory, which is basically that there's so many kids these days uh, you know, like 40-50%, it depends on where you look, um, are being raised in single-parent households. And then, obviously, those kids don't see a healthy relationship. You know, we are so such a sponge when we grow up, mm -hmm. so we really absorb everything. And nobody needs to, 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 you know, tell us anything. We just absorb. You just absorb, see everything and absorb. So when you see your mother raising you alone, struggling, having real tough time, what you learn is, oh, well, raising kids is difficult, so I shouldn't be doing that because, like, well, look at my mother or my father, and then they, they were so struggling. And then also you learn, oh, yeah, and also relationships don't work or marriage doesn't work because they got married and they got divorced and now she's raising me alone. So all of that will go into your subconsciousness and then obviously you will be try to, trying to doubt everything and be like in a relationship, you know, still internally you want that relationship because that's where we actually get fulfillment. This is one of the most important decisions we make in our, in our life yeah. is the partner. But if you are in that situation where, where you brought up, you were brought up in a place where you just didn't have a good example, like in the question she was saying. Yeah. Um, she was referring to, I think, at least it seems to. 
so then it's very difficult to see whether this is a good one or this is a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Are we fighting too much or we have fighting, you know, okay, too yeah, little yeah. Or, or is this normal? Is it uh, is he done not compatible or he is compatible? It's just that I'm too too picky. You know, I, if you have not had this as a role model, it's gonna be tough, mm. and and you need a role model. And so that's what we we discuss also oftentimes is we want more couples role models in this world. Yeah, more couples who actually show. This is the way to to be in a couple. This is the way to be in yeah. marriage. This is how you give freedom to each other, but still are together and committed. This is how you love each other. This is how you discuss and then have tough conversations. This is how you raise kids. You know, this is how you build businesses and whatnot. Because we have changed, our society has changed, and uh, and so many people are confused these days about it. You know, women are trying to be like men. Men are confused what they they're supposed to do <laughs> then. You know, <laughs> are they supposed to be like women? And then people are discussing the gender at that point also, and everything is just confusing yeah. because we don't need to go and hunt, because we don't need to go and and gather. All we need to do is get, you know, earn money in one shape or form to get the comforts, the homes, the 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 lands, the the food that we need. So it's uh it changes the way we see things, but there's still a role for a man, there's still a role for women, they are just slightly different, and there's still a role for a relationship and for marriage and for raising kids, but we need to um have a healthy example of that. So that's what we're doing in, in our you know, in our terms here in this podcast. But also I believe we should encourage more people um finding their role models yeah. like who are you attracted to and see oh you know maybe maybe um my relationship is actually gonna be better because i start hanging out around people who are also having healthy relationships yeah and i i find it a very interesting question though still because yeah is this the right one and then specifically when we're talking role models she was mentioning like if i see you two referring to us i think oh they seem to think the same communicate the same move the same i want that too and so i think i messaged with her a little bit more back and forth and i was like wow that's so interesting to hear because i sometimes feel that we actually couldn't be more different like we're like opposites in so many ways and so it's funny where she says like oh it seems like you think the same or communicate the same or move the same i'm like we're like different in almost everything but at the same time yes there is a a resonance which just feels like we are like I do like there's there's two things there's a part of me yes I do feels like the same in the sense of I can feel we have a similar kind of essence and a similar kind of path and a similar Mm -hmm. there's like this it's hard even to put into words but this like wow this person is on so many levels feels like the same like sometimes even as Sarita mentioned as one is like two angels from the same soul Mm -hmm. like I do feel that like almost like we're from the same planet Mm -hmm. but at the same time I feel like we're we're then if the planet could break in half we're like opposite like you're Mm -hmm. one half of it and I'm the other one in the sense of we're yeah so different so but I I would like to say um pause you here I believe it's because we have uh communication since the beginning of the relationship and uh, yes our communication also sometimes fails and we need to have long conversations and sometimes we're not ready or sometimes we just 
not in the right mood to really have um, like uh, swift and easy conversation about difficult to topics. But I believe this is because we were communicating since the beginning of the relationship about how we perceive the world. So I, I often share like how I perceive the world. So you know how I perceive the yeah. world. So that's how you know that we're so different because I actually share how I see. Yeah. And then you share how you see. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so different. <laughs> uh, but that understanding that, oh, you are actually different in this and this and this and this and that way yeah. makes me be able to see your perspective at times. Yeah. And also makes me able to learn from you in the sense of I find that actually very fascinating because often our differences are actually the things where I'm like, I understand why I'm here because you inspire me and you show me things and aspects of myself or aspects of life that I wouldn't have access to without that mirror, without mm. you being there, without you having a different perspective. But I, I do think from, yeah, from early on in our relationship, we've always set this tone of we're communicating about things. We're making an effort to learn, to understand, to be loving, um, to create space and time for the relationship. We really made the relationship a priority. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the work we've done, like the sense that we did this uh, Tantra training, the soulmate training five weeks into us dating, really helped us to set a foundation mm -hmm. with tools, with practices, with ways to understand each other, to communicate, to resolve conflict. That is priceless. And so yeah, basically you're built to fit like lock and key, making your differences not so much a struggle, but actually your main superpower. And it's the way to deep fulfillment, building lasting passion, mind-blowing pleasure, and soul-nourishing intimacy in your relationship. Now, to make sure that your differences don't lead you down a path of disconnection, a path of emotional entanglements like resentment or confusion, it is essential to learn how to build the bridge, which rises above your differences, above your daily life struggles and all other mind-based roadblocks that are often in the way of deep connection with yourself and with your partner. Now, this bridge basically forms the foundation of your relationship. This is what we were talking about and also what we created in our relationship through practicing Tantra together. And through Tantra, we learned all these practical tools to easily connect, to communicate about literally everything and how to keep the spark alive. Now, if you're curious about practicing Tantra with your partner, listen up as we have created the Bridge Three Tantric Dates online course, which offers an introduction to Tantra for couples. It literally consists of three dates that you and your partner can do together, which will create a deeper connection. It will teach you how to stay present how to listen and communicate, how to activate this spark, and how to understand and honor each other's differences. It's all pre-recorded, meaning you can start right now and do it in the privacy of your own home, and you can find all the information in the podcast description. Make sure to use the code TANTRICDATE for 20% off, and for now, enjoy listening to the rest of this episode. And I feel that's actually what people might feel or what she's referring to where like, oh, it feels like you guys think the same or communicate the same or move the same is that because we are almost like in a same river of love, of, of energy, of alignment within our couple, 
Um, and if we're not, we will like we will notice it really quickly. And it's almost like we will do something about it to come back to that same kind of aligned flow within our energy, within our connection. Um, because otherwise it's almost for me excruciating to be in a relationship and for you too, almost like we've become also really sensitive to that, that we've been committed to. If there's a sense of disconnect, if there's a sense of like, uh, you feel this heaviness mm -hmm. in the relationship, okay, that's what we really don't want. And it's dragging us down. It's, it's, it's contracting us individually and in our couple. So let's do something about it. And so we don't shove like everything just under the carpet. We keep cleaning out the carpet and I feel that's where it's coming from. So it's not that we, and I think it's important for people to know that we don't miscommunicate or that we, that we think always the same about things. It's like, no, we don't, but we have ways to just talk about it and to understand each other and to listen or to resolve conflict. And mm -hmm. so uh, I feel that training and that work that we've done really helped me also to not freak out or to not start doubting, is this the right person or, um, uh, yeah, is this, is this okay or not okay? Are we fighting too much or miscommunicating too much? Because I don't see it as like, oh, this is a bad thing. We're miscommunicating or not understanding or not being on the same page, which maybe before I would have, because then I was like, I didn't have any tools to work with that and I would freak out and maybe it's easier to leave them to be in this pain or to not know how to resolve this. But now I, I, that felt so empowering for me that I'm like, okay, well, no matter what's coming up, I know that there is a way out. Plus what I realized or like a way back to connection, a way back to just the love. Yeah. Plus what I realized this question of, is this the right one? Because when she asked it, I was like, Hmm, have I ever thought this? Like, and it, and I realized with our connection, I've never really questioned or asked, is this the right person? Like, because even when she's sharing around, uh, Oh, I've been together with someone of 10 years and had a relationship of five years and they were just not, they weren't fitting. I'm like, but why have you been in a relationship for 10 years and five years? It must have fit in some way, you know? So that's already, to me, it's like a, a weird kind of thought. So this question of like, does this person fit or is this the right one? It's like, well, if you're connecting with someone, it's the right one in the sense of in some aspect because you're attracting this person for some reason. So you could see it as the right one in the sense of there's always some sort of healing, some sort of something to resolve otherwise this person wouldn't even be there so the question i find very heady and often comes i guess from a space of pain that's what i thought because if i reflect back on myself mm -hmm. there might have been slight lingers of oh is this the right relationship can i do this is this the right one um sometimes in my experience within us but when i reflect back on it that question would only come up when we're when I'm in pain, when I'm in some sort of struggle, when I'm in some sort of disconnect or some sort of like, mm -hmm. um, and it wouldn't, it, that question never comes up when I'm in a space of love with myself and with us in a space of just effortless flow and connection, that question just doesn't arise. Mm -hmm. And I feel from the beginning, there was just this feeling of like, this is just, this is my person or this is just the, the place where I need to be. So not so much like this is, if this is the right person, but it's just, it just feels yeah, just, this makes sense. So yeah, I'm curious for you, if you've ever questioned or had this question, is this the right one, whether that's with me or with other partners? And then mm -hmm. if you reflect back on it, where was that question coming from? I'd be curious. Uh, yeah. So the short answer is, of course I have, um, and that's just a, a path or, or, or the way we, we need to decide you need to, 
you need to question but you know hopefully you question before you get into that relationship because um it's like it's that like buying the car or like buying the the thing on amazon and being uh like oh shit i actually made a bad, bad choice and realizing that you know hopefully you realize that before the the trial period ends <laughs> 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 because it's true like i mean imagine you are you are making this this assumption or this this um debate within yourself way too late then you are actually causing even more pain to yourself and to your partner and you know that because it's almost like a mental cheating you know like you're you're kind of creating this out for yourself you know i don't know if this is the right one actually yeah that's yeah so so in in and in a way it, it creates this like painful environment because you um maybe you're not going to share that and maybe they won't know that really logically but it will be felt it will be felt that oh actually you are not really fully in and there have been moments with us when when we um had some struggles some issues with each other and and we feel every single time when it's like hey you're not fully in or like hey i'm not fully in oh shit i need to do some work because i cannot be with you and not be fully in like uh, the relationship doesn't work like that so uh, yes i have i have thought about that in the past and per first thing is is to do that before you start the relationship as much as you can mm -hmm. and during the relationship have check-ins and you know have this hopefully you have created an environment where you ha can have check-ins and and talk about personal development about growth about change about what do you want to improve um in yourself in the relationship um because it's normal that you know you change or the relationship changes uh, because of things and maybe there's struggles for example maybe kid arises uh, is there or maybe financial struggles and so you want to have the communication open to be like what do we do now and uh, one of the most important things and how you actually align is you align first of all with your own soul calling mm -hmm. and that's how you know who you are with are you actually with that person with whom you're supposed to be for example you were talking about us going to the um to the tantra trainings and kind of finding our path there so this is an alignment we have aligned to personal development as a couple mm -hmm. and through tantric methods and we both see that as a direction to go so even if one you know i don't know has a knee pain for for five moments you can still walk towards that direction alone so basically that doesn't even if something happens to one of us the other one we still have the direction we still can continue and we can bring the other one you know on our shoulders and we know the direction so it's aligning in values yeah um it it's that's the most important how you know are you compatible is are your values aligned yeah in that sense so i need to know if my soul calling is let's say personal development okay i check in it is i mean i i know myself enough at this point so then i ask you is is personal development your value well if it is and you want to go there then it's amazing what could be other values for people for couples well could be business for example or being being successful together supporting each other like we're doing in in uh, in podcasts or doing in our businesses yeah. supporting raising each other in that 
So business success, finances, you know, could be another way. It could be, you know, that this is just the stage that you want to do that. Um, that's a great thing. It would be difficult if one has, um, you know, growth. I want to just grow business and business and finances and money. And the other one is I want to just raise kids. Um, maybe possible, like it's possible. Yeah. But but it it you need that conversation is it possible it's even more amazing if you both agree oh actually our our value is to to raise kids i would like to raise kids together well you can still have a business and whatnot but your 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 value is or your your you know direction where you're going is to raise healthy kids yeah so then you have a a play way to go you know again one of you falls down, maybe he has struggled that day, didn't sleep well. No worries. The other one knows where we're going. Yeah. So that's what's important. In the relationship, you got to have a direction. Where are you going? What are you doing? Like, wh why you have this, uh, this, what is this helping you do? Because oftentimes people get into a relationship and maybe they don't really know what are they doing in that relationship. Well, maybe they're going to have some cuddles and have some sex at some point and then... I don't know. Watch TV together, but wh what? What's the point of that? Like, what are you? What are you trying to do with that? Just have some comfort. It's okay. Maybe it's just I want to be comfortable. Yeah. But you just really know. Re reflect. What are your values? And talk with our partner. What are your values in this relationship? Why are you in this relationship? Why are you searching for a relationship to begin with? So coming back to me, when I was asking me this question, is this the right person? I would ask myself. Are their values the same as mine? Mm. And you know me, I have had many relationships before uh, before we got together. And there were times when I would have like very deep conversations with myself and my friends and be like, this is amazing. Like this, this person is amazing. And there's this thing that the values don't come together. And I'm not sure if I'm able to 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 be okay with that mm. and then i would go and talk with that person and be like hey are you are you willing to look at that or change that or are you interested in general or like this is just your thing and sometimes it would just be no it's just my thing well actually all of the times that was how it was yeah so then it's very clear oh okay like there was an example when i needed more time quality time in relationship and more quality communication and the person wasn't willing to give that they just asked directly and they're like, no, I'm actually good like this. So then I'm like, well, I need it. You don't want to even give it. So then or clear. I mean, I love you, but it's clear, clear decision. Yeah. I move on, you know. So that's how you know when your values are alignment aligned. First, you need to know whether you are aligned and where are you aligned? What yeah. are you trying to do? Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. So on a very practical, not per se practical, but yeah, a more like, um, because you can, a you can approach this question in different ways. So yeah. like you can do it more on a, on a spiritual or energetic level. Like, is this the right one? Do you feel like, do you feel this essence there? But at the same time, yeah, you can also really look clearly at, and I think that's what made it in the beginning we had kind of like both aspects and approach it from both ways yes we were exploring our our attraction and our love yeah. and what was there but at the same time we were having these conversations and these chats of like 
what are your values and where are you going in life and what is not that we really asked ourselves or asked the other what is your soul calling but well, we were yeah. tuning in with like hey what what inspires you what's passionate where you're heading what are you creating in life and to figure out if that's in some si shape or form similar um, i, I want to give an example yeah. so for example we were i was having two other relationships sexual relationships at yeah. that time and you came in and you kind of were the third person in, in the picture third partner for me fourth person person in the picture fourth who was the third so three girls and me so oh four. okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait did i miss out on one this entire time <laughs> who is she wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> i miscount <laughs> <laughs> anyway so so you you were there and you knew that you don't want to continue like that for yourself yeah and we had i don't know if we had like very clear like confronting conversations about it we actually we didn't but i could feel and you could kind of communicate that well you have had relationships with multiple you know with someone who's polyamorous who has multiple partners and it's not where you actually want to be and then i checked within myself is this important to me like sh do i want to continue with multiple partners like multiple sexual partners yeah. or no okay well no i don't care really it's like if 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 i i would love to to try that with you with, if possible of course respecting the partners that i was with at that time so so i'm like okay well i don't need to pursue this path anymore per se like push to get there um uh, so then let's see if if the universe aligns and 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 if if we are going together so i kind of let go of that part yeah. and in a way started aligning more towards your values but still tuning into my you know what is my soul calling what am i you know okay so maybe i don't want uh, multiple sexual partners but maybe i still want to dance with people or maybe i want to you know still dance brazilian zouk or 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 i do some meditations with with uh, with some people so like i needed to check in within myself what is it for me that i uh that i need so i wouldn't just align to your values and then forget about myself yeah because then then I get myself into a cage and then obviously that is also not going to be compatible and it's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really beautiful example. And I remember back then also that I, because of what I've learned from my previous relationships and I kept on learning, I realized that served me that kind of more polyamorous open relationship kind of experiment served me. I learned so much from that and I'm feeling my, my soul is calling me somewhere else in the sense of I, and I remember that it was really important for me to stand in that truth, but at the same time, not to be, because sometimes I, I hear other people talk about or answer these questions or share on like, okay, find the right person, or this is how you attract the right person or your king or whatever. And then I, it becomes so harsh. So it becomes so like fixed of like, here, I have a checklist. And if he's not checking the list on day one that you meet each other, then fuck this, move on. He's not your person. And I'm <laughs> like, if I would have done that, you would have not marked all my boxes. I would have been out, which is, yeah, but it's like, and it's like, <laughs> I would have like missed out on the greatest love and finding my soulmate. So I feel for me, what was really important and what I was practicing was this, 
And it's that sometimes is hard for people to say and why this question is never black and white. Is he the right one or mm -hmm. is this person compatible? Because you need to have a certain confidence and connection with yourself, but at the same time, a certain trust and surrender to the, to the process mm -hmm. in the sense of you need to be clear on what you want. And I guess that's the foundation of how you manifest anything in your life is like you get clear on the vision, on the feeling of what it is that you're calling in and you're confident and standing in your truth there. And at the same time, then you let go of how that happens, how that gets into life or how it looks. Mm -hmm. And I feel that was really essential and almost like the universe was testing me. Are you ready for a big love like this? Uh, because you'll need a massive amount of surrender and trust mm -hmm. and flow and let go. And uh, and in that way, when we met, I remember this, yeah, this internal process in the first few weeks where it was this like, yes, I, I feel this person has potential and there's something super beautiful. And at the same time, yes, he's not compatible in the sense of ticking all my boxes in this moment. So how then do I... And so I remember this face of like, okay, then I put you more into the friend box or like, okay, we had this beautiful, beautiful sexual connection. And then I was like, okay, but this doesn't seem like it's actually sustainable for the long term. So I stepped a little bit back, but still stayed in a, a space of connection and love. Mm -hmm. You kind of came back with a, a different sort of proposal, not like, okay, I have a proposal now, but in your energy. And then from there, I'm like, okay, let's lean in and see, see what's here. If it becomes... And so slowly, slowly, kind of like the puzzle pieces and the, the match really came together. And so it was this this beautiful dance, mm -hmm. but having these two two truths being there at the same time. This so that being yeah. said, do you do you think um, because it kind of seems like we maybe we're not compatible at the beginning, but then eventually were. In that being said, would you think that it is possible to find your soulmate, mm -hmm. just like in the street today? For someone listening to this podcast and walking down the street <laughs> <laughs> well i guess yeah it's always possible but it's it's not like a i don't think it works because we've been taught this like oh you look the person in the eyes and then you know and you fall in love and you live happily ever after that's your person i don't think that that's really how it happens maybe mm -hmm. once in a a, a bazillion or something or how how much but <laughs> i don't know or like maybe i would still like to think that that maybe happens because it's just so romantic <laughs> and so like so easy to think that that could be the truth you know but at the same time i like i wouldn't want that to happen now because i've already found my soulmate so maybe i want to <laughs> forget that that's actually a possibility so no i think that's very slim i do think um so I don't think it's just like you walk on one day out in the street. So you're not romantic anymore. <laughs> I am. I'm so fucking romantic. I'm like one of the most romantic persons ever. <laughs> I love romance. I love love. <laughs> um, so, so, but I, I think if you really want, say, like, let's say you meet that person, that blimp, and you're like, you know that that's your person. And it's like, mm -hmm. like love on first sight. I still think that you'll have to go through a process of initiation of of really building that relationship and you'll be doing that for the rest of your life. Mm. So I think, yes, that could happen and you'll still have to do some sort of work in the sense of you'll still, if you want to sustain that. I think that's one of the main things how I'd like to think about it because I've had other connections which felt like a soulmate connection. I even wrote it in my journal of like this person or this is a soulmate or like, yeah. and I think that person was in a way a soulmate. But I also feel that person wasn't compatible, like in the sense of some pieces weren't aligning. Yes, that kind of big love was there and that experience was there and it was mind blowing. Yet 
he was flowing, leaving Bali, uh, traveling somewhere else. I don't think he's even been back here ever since, you know? And so like our worlds were going into different ways. Mm -hmm. Our timelines were differently. So, so, and at the same time, I do think that in that moment, I wasn't in my being able yet to hold such big love, like Mm -hmm. to almost like sustain it in the sense of it almost gave me a glimpse of what's possible. And then it asked me to do the work in the next year and a half, two years before I met you to work on myself, to just love myself even more, to just cultivate these skills of communication, of emotional uh, maturity, and you name it, all things that you need in a sustainable relationship, in a conscious relationship, that then when I met you, I felt this similar resonance that almost like the soulmate, this big love, like not at first sight, but eventually was there. Uh And then... (laughs) And then I think I was ready to be like, to do the work, to make that a reality on my day-to-day basis. So not just like a, a weekend in a year where that aligns with someone and you have this like explosion and like, oh my God, you know? And then, then you always often have a drama story or a sad story of heartbreak and that didn't work out or wasn't sustainable. And, but in, in that moment, I feel yeah, I was, I was ready to sustain it, to make it sustainable. And I think that's the work. Like, so yes, you can, when you walk on the street, find, potentially have that moment. And you'll still have to do probably the work and create this foundation within yourself and work on the relationship to make that a day-to-day experience, to, mm. to make that something that is always there and not just in a random split-second moment. And then it kind of like like water going through your hands and you lose it again. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I do think I, I mean, when I, you know, that I have tried to create love since I was very young, like create meaning like manufacture love. Uh, I was researching love because I've also I have not had great example of, of, of parenthood, of, of relationship, of marriage when I was growing up. So I was really being like a scientist being like, well, what is love then? And I would read books uh, about it and philosophy about it and and tried to feel it within myself and then I was like okay so love is those all of the things and there's so many things that are is not love which I realized because I was reading these books I was realizing oh like you know being jealous and being doing something negative to someone is not love okay well being angry is not love you know uh you know, in a in a way, even even taking your um, taking your life and 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 blaming other for for um, for you know, oh you you ruined my life in this relationship or something is also not love. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so many things are not love. Uh, so what is love? And I was like, researching love, and I, once I I have tried to manufacture love from pure nothingness meaning i just met a girl and i i decided that i will fall in love with her um not that i was in love with her at that time but i just decided and i will not go too much into details right now but actually it happened it worked and i still uh i still remember that experience it was amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, but then i realized that oh you can actually be with anyone in a relationship it's just a matter if you are willing to change your values to match their values if they're not willing to change. Mm. Um, so that's the only thing. And that's why the arranged marriages work. 
in a way they have the same values value is well you, when you get together you just make it work yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's just how the culture works so that's the value so that's the direction <laughs> you know yeah that's the direction that you're going and if you're gonna figure out some kind of a way maybe maybe you're gonna be going to therapy maybe you're going to be going um, you know, counseling of some sort. Maybe you're going to be taking a little bit of space from each other so you wouldn't annoy each other. You know, or maybe you actually will find love and manufacture love just like I did, and that that's going to be your path. Whatever the path you're going to choose, there are many paths you can choose, but you can do that even in an arranged marriage. So then I realized that yes, you can be with anyone. It's just a matter if you are willing to change your values according to the other person's values and if that actually will stick with you yeah i think that's you can't um unfollow your soul calling like it's not a it's not something on instagram and you're like unfollow that (laughs) (laughs) no you you, it's it's not that easy because it will drive you if you're not true to your soul calling it will drive you into a very unhappy space over the long term yes and i've seen that personally firsthand as an example in my mom um who um, who really at some point in the relationship with my dad, like really became super clear she hadn't been following her soul calling. And yeah. so she fell into a heavy depression, psychosis, to have to realize that, hey, I need to come back to myself and my soul is calling me mm-hmm. somewhere else. And my dad wasn't willing, wasn't able, wasn't capable, wasn't his soul calling to follow that path. And so that meant they had to go their own ways. And then she yeah, fell in love and she had a relationship and is in a relationship with someone else that was able to to walk that soul calling mm-hmm. where her soul had to go. Um, and so for me, that's a very strong value mm-hmm. also then within our relationship and within finding a partner where like, because I saw that firsthand and there's this part of me that's like even more aware and also proud of my mom for doing that, even though it was freaking tough for us, for herself, for the whole situation. But I'm like, I see how important it is to follow your soul calling because otherwise you're not even only going to hurt yourself, but in the end you also hurt people around you um, more. Like sometimes we're afraid to hurt the other person, but I would like to believe that if you follow your soul calling, you'll never hurt the other person in the sense of, yes, they can feel hurt. And yes, there can be moments of let go of change that are painful, that are difficult, that are complicated, that are challenging yet because following your soul calling is such a loving act to yourself, it will mm-hmm. also always resonate as love for the other person. Mm-hmm. Because that's also how I see in the sense of if I look back at now, my mom choosing that and that whole situation of depression and, and divorce. And it was very, very challenging. So yes, we were hurt. Me, my sisters, my dad, like my mom, like there were a lot of feelings, there were a lot of pain, a lot of change. It was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yet I can look back at it now and reflect on it and I have a connection with her now which is based on so much love and respect and trust where I'm like wow that was a space you were deciding that from a space of love for yourself and that is inspiring that feels also as love to me in the end and for everyone else um and so I would like to tie it back because yeah I wrote down follow your own soul calling because specifically we talked about okay how to find out or to tune in with this question is this the right one when you are like not together yet, but specifically her that asked a question, she's in a relationship already and asking this question. So then then what to do if you're in a relationship and asking this question? And if I look back at the moments that I asked myself this question within our relationship, 
the only way I could get the answer to that in the sense of to, to tune in with what was really going on was that I had to dive deeper into following my soul calling mm -hmm. because it was basically showing me you're stepping a little bit out of your own own way, out of your own path. So step back into your own soul calling, F figure out what it is that you need to do what you want. So for example, she was mentioning and we talked a little bit on, okay, so I'm very open to doing self-development and very open to, to learning and growing together. And he is not so much and he's, he's getting there, but I'm like, if you're having to go and do that, please go and do that. It might not be in the sense of the, 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 the relationship you can, you cannot force the other person to start walking that together, mm -hmm. but you can start walking this self-development path by yourself. So maybe you go learn about communication yourself or you go learn about whatever it is that you are excited about. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the other person gets inspired and sparks something and you can start walking that together. Maybe not. Maybe it's not a problem for the relationship. Maybe it is, but that will only become clear in the sense of you'll get the answer if you start connecting and walking your own soul calling a little bit deeper and then often you can tie it back into love because you're loving yourself through that. You'll automatically feel more love and compassion for the other. And yeah, from there, you'll have to be tuning in with yourself. What's the most loving thing for yourself and for the other person? Is that then to stay together? Or does the relationship have to take a different shape or form that can still be together? Or you have to go your own ways. Um, but that will always come from a space of love, not from a space of pain or doubt or like oh i'm not getting what i want or um because if you're doing it from that space if you're answering that question is this the right one from that space then you're basically trying to take the back door mm -hmm. and that's the back door out through pain but if you would leave a relationship through that back door out of pain or out of just like doubt or not out of a space of loving connection then you're just gonna un like exit that back door thinking oh this was easier than finding my way back to love finding my way into growth finding my way into what is it really trying to show me but you'll keep yourself stuck into attracting the same kind of partner the same kind of relationship over and over and over again yeah um so. you know i i've read recently like a uh, i don't know 12 15 year old um quote and i i find kids so wise so <laughs> here it is um it says People, when they separate, then they go to the gym, they go on personal development trainings, they go uh, maybe for therapy, maybe they go for, uh, you know, uh, they start eating nice and well, start taking care of the body. You know, like when they separate after a relationship, typically they're like, there's just many people who become like shiny. Mm. And the, the question there in that quote was, why don't you do that in the relationship? And uh, that is the, the, the major problem in our relationships yeah. is that we, we tend, you know, it's comfortable, it's cozy, we're together, you know, I'll kind of lean in and be a little bit not in my soul calling with you. And every day I'll make a little tiny step away from my own center and you will also make a t little tiny step away from your center and eventually we'll end up because I'll do a little bit more you so then you don't we don't have to have that argument or we don't have yeah. to talk about this difficult topic yeah. so I'll just I'll just it's okay it's fine yeah yeah and then the thing is that uh, if you're saying oh you were gonna do doing it a little bit more you I might not actually want that um, it might not even be my soul calling maybe I'm just doing it because out of a whim of an ego 
I don't know, we've, I'm watching TV and, and, and you're like, well, I'll also watch TV. But I'm doing this out of self-harm or self-hurt. And here you are also joining it. Well, I'll do what he likes. But I don't like that. <laughs> so here we are both doing something that we don't like. And then at some point, you know, years later or weeks later, we're like, fuck you. You know, I'm not doing my soul calling. And both are going to be doing the same thing. Just asking the same question. Why the fuck I'm not following yeah, and my And blaming the other for that. And like, yeah. yeah. And then we separate and they're like, haha, now I can go to the gym and do the things and then I do the things. And then I get into another relationship and repeat the same <laughs> cycle. And that's yeah. why people are unhappy in relationships because they don't really check in. And we've done it, and I, I called out many times in our relationship, we need to, to have the check-in. You know, if you've changed, if your soul calling has changed, if something is shifting, like when, when there was a time when when you started shifting to be more willing or wishing to be in Europe, you know, I must be aware of that. I cannot force you to be anything but what you need to be because I know that that relationship will fail if that happens. And the same the other way around course so that means that i got to really really listen to my soul calling but also be open for your soul calling and always check in is like is this still su sustainable can we continue or like what do we do and of course it is sustainable and everything you can you can continue anything it's just a matter of how of how you yeah. how will you manage that you know if one person wants to i don't know go to live in polynesia and the other one <laughs> wants to stay in europe or whatever F so then how do you navigate that do you come together for a moment and and you stay there and then you separate or do you do you just take a break for a week or two or a month or whatever the amount you need or what do you or do you have an online kind of a relationship from there on and you have some certain agreements you know what do you make of that yeah that is up to you but you got to listen to your soul calling and you always got to listen to what you need to do in the relationship um, and not align too much with the other person and then forget about yourself. It is, this is when you start asking this question, is this the right person? Because you're not the right person for yourself. Yeah. And maybe if you're not the right person for yourself, you feel like, oh, I'm not, I don't like myself when I'm this person. Well, First of all, the first part of the question, the first part of the sentence, I don't like myself. Change that. The person has nothing to do with anything. Nobody can make you feel anything. Yeah. You make yourself feel things. So change how you feel about yourself. Yeah. If, you f if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, so oftentimes, you know, we talked about this permission, uh, about in this, in this question that she, she's contemplating that she would like to go into more personal development but then it feels like she's waiting for permission from him to do that well there's no permission you need yeah. it's your life your soul calling go follow that and communicate yeah. communicate as best as you can as lovingly as you can you maybe you know especially at the beginning it happens like oh i've learned this new technique and now i'm boiling to share it with my partner but my partner might not be ready so how do I do that in a very loving and, and beautiful way um, with, without just like throwing it on top of them? And it's like, now you got to do it. So maybe it's good to have like a friend group or an environment where you can follow your soul calling or at least do it on your own. Yeah. And then lovingly introduce that to your 
partner. Yeah. And if you can, like we did in, in communication, we communicated about it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm happy here in Bali, but I get that you want to be in Europe more. And so I'm like, again, the same question is like, am I, is that, is being in Bali for me more important or than this relationship, you know, or, or how do I manage myself there? Yeah. Well, I'm like, it's kind of, I like being here, but I also would love to be in Europe. And so, okay, so like how much, and so I need to ask that myself. It's, it's like, are my soul calling, soul values now aligning to yours? Yeah. And and then one one of the m- most important things that I, I believe people miss is they compare or they mix the soul calling with some egoic whim. Yeah. Um, and then, then... I think that's important because it's very, very easy to use, oh, this is my soul calling as kind of a... Yeah. Uh, like oh I, my soul calling is to be with a blonde or <laughs> with a brunette or with you my know. soul calling is a threesome mm. i'm really really feeling Definitely. like my soul really really needs that threesome <laughs> <laughs> and i mean it, it it's it's a very i mean it could be that you well might it might actually be true but the, sen- the i think the thing is we also can be endlessly creative and we do it in intelligent ways that mm. we can we can bring these soul callings and weave them together with a relationship. Because I also feel that the, the more, for me, soul calling is this connection to myself. Because the more I'm connected to myself, to my own guidance, to what mm-hmm. I like to do on a daily, day-to-day basis or in a week where I would like to go, it gives me excitement. It gives me mm-hmm. spark. And that actually fuels also the relationship again. It actually brings that back. It actually is a win-win situation. It's never a a win minus in the end. Like, yes, it might require some change or that we have to be creative. Okay, how do we need to shape our relationship in order to make space for this new change or this new direction where you want to go? For example, you were mentioning Europe, but also like recently, um, I feel more called to be less and less living the retreat life and being in retreat after retreat after retreat. Yeah, and I and need to ask myself, how yeah. do I manage that too? You know, because I'm clearly... You don't see me on social media because I just don't have time. I'm always yeah. in retreats. You're always teaching. You're always in, in longer containers of like a week or a month. And we're living in retreats and resorts. And like my soul calling from the past years was, yes, to dive into that. And like I've learned so much. I've grown. I've like it brought me so many things. And since the past few months, I'm noticing a shift where I'm like, okay, if I would continue doing that, I'm noticing it's actually becoming less and less my truth Mm -hmm. and more like me just oh well just your way you know because i don't know i might be scared of what what happens when i don't say like okay i'll be with in that month-long training with you because we might not see each other as much Mm -hmm. okay but i have to really really take it back to me my truth is okay next year maybe i'll want less retreat life i'm noticing it's not making me happy anymore it's not making me it's not fueling my creativity my spark Mm -hmm. so that requires change but I love this in our relationship where like we can have space for that and we have conversations and we become more creative and like, we're like, okay, so how could that look? So, because for example, say someone of us has this desire or this soul calling, I would say soul calling to have a threesome or to have this experience. There's so many different ways in which you can make that happen. Not only just physically, it could be more of an energetic experience. It could more be a role play kind of experience. It could be, 
so much more innocent than we often think that it needs to be. Well, um, yeah, because we, we have a goal. Um, could you tell yeah. the story of, of Sarita and her partner um, about what was threesome? Oh, yeah. So because I love uh, our Tantra teacher, Sarita, she uh, once shared a story in one of the trainings where she was with a partner um, or it was actually just working with a couple. I'm not sure if it was actually her partner. She was with a partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, he was desiring a threesome, like really strongly having this like, I'm not sure if we can call that soul calling, but whatever it is, we won't know. But it was there. It was very life threesome. And so they came up or this couple came up with a solution where she invited a bunch of beautiful friends of hers to curate this experience where he would come in blindfolded uh, into the room and like multiple women would be caressing him and like sharing compliments and I don't know he would be guided to the bed and like they would have this beautiful like massage for him and um, this experience of multiple women but then when it became more sexual like physically more turned on basically her friends would leave the space and she would go with him into into this play out of this desire of this threesome experience where he had felt the presence of multiple women but now the sex was just of them together but they also had like a pillow that represented sometimes another woman um and so like you can be so imaginative and so creative and yeah. um like i like the example i i, <laughs> I really love because it, it kind of gives us the opportunity to have a, a little bit yeah. wider perspective of how do you um, navigate when the soul callings are not necessarily aligning per yeah. se and and that's um, that's what we have as a conversation all the time but I believe that's what the questionnaire also feels that oh you guys speak the same language or you sp you think the same mm -hmm. is because we actually communicate about hey what are you are you feeling that you need to be here uh, okay so then I'll see if I feel like I have to be there and uh, Again, coming back to that question, can you be with anyone in this world? Well, if you really are willing to to look into yeah. the different ways that you can accommodate each other's soul callings, probably you can, but you'll need to be very open-minded and the other person also. So that's the only kind of a likeness that you have to have is like, okay, well, for example, I gave an example before, if one of of you wants to have kids and the one other one wants to be a millionaire well actually it is possible to combine those but you'll need to be creative in how to make it yeah. happen um you know one of you could concentrate on work maybe sometimes getting support and nanny or maybe you know um doing work and uh hiring people who can do for him yeah. or for her so then they could come back and have you know the attention for the kids so basically, you can do both, but um, you have to ask yourself, are you willing to, in the relationship, to communicate, to open that communication, which might be a little bit tough yeah. at first, but then at f eventually it becomes super amazing, the most amazing thing, because then you really are following your path together. Yeah. Meaning, oh, both of you are do following your own paths, but you're together. So that is going to be very successful in in, yeah. in super pleasurable. Yeah, because I imagine like then it's actually two fully, uh, um, fully fueled like spaceships that have like all the power and the fire behind them. Yeah. And they also form one bigger spaceship that even becomes more powerful because of that. And it always yeah. 
becomes better like that. Yeah. Um, always becomes better like Now, did you know that one of the meanings of the word Tantra is to weave? Basically, to weave together of opposites to find the ultimate truth. Now, what that means is that basically Tantra teaches you to fully be empowered within your own being, become your fullest expression as a woman, as a man. And then from there, you create this bridge between the masculine and the feminine, bringing together these two opposites to then find the ultimate truth. It's like you weave a carpet, which consists out of vertical and horizontal lines. Only when there's vertical and horizontal lines can you actually create this really beautiful artistry, this tapestry. And through that, you find the ultimate truth, which basically stands for enlightenment or how I like to see it as this feeling of ultimate bliss, this aha moment of like this deep sense of peace within, of becoming one. Now, this is something that you can do within yourself, but also you can do within the couple. And therefore, Tantra is so powerful to help you in creating a powerful conscious relationship because it basically helps you to be individual, anchored within your own being, have that space and freedom to be yourself. And at the same time, it teaches you how to connect and how to let love bridge you two together. And so this is why we created the Bridge online course, which basically gives couples an introduction to Tantra into these powerful teachings, into how to practically create this bridge together. It will take you through three tantric dates called the art of presence, the art of polarity, and the art of passion. Presence is this capability to just meditate, to witness, to be anchored within yourself. And from there, create that space also for your partner. Basically, through the art of presence, you cultivate this feeling in the relationship of safety of like, I can share anything and the other person will accept and love me and will just listen. And at the same time, you practice this capability to hold that space also for your partner. Now, during the art of polarity, we're working on this concept of understanding what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man, what are your masculine power centers, what are your feminine power centers, and through there, finding this deep sense of honor and worship, l- learning to really value you partner, your partner for the strength and power that they carry. Now, that will all come together in the peak, the third tantric date, which is called the art of passion, where you learn to create this long lasting, never dying fire and spark between you two, where you learn that sexual energy and attraction and this sense of desire and yumminess and pleasure between your partner is not just based on these random spontaneous moments waiting to just happen and therefore like, oh, you come together in these moments of passion and just hoping, fingers crossed, that it will stay like this for the rest of your relationship, but then not knowing what to do when that fire dies out, to instead understanding that it's something that you can cultivate, that it's learning that sexual energy is linked to your creative energy, is linked to your aliveness, it's your life force. And so the more you can understand that that's something you can also bring more in and up into your body, where you just constantly fuel your being with this yumminess from From there, you can be guaranteed that you can always connect and find this spark within yourself and within your relationship as well.
Now, you can find all of the information about the Bridge Three Tantric Dates online course in the podcast description. Use the code TANTRICDATE for 20% off. And for now, enjoy listening to the rest of this episode. Like that. Yeah. Another thing that I, I wanted to point out um, is we talked about um, these different kinds of connections that happen. For example, you talked about soulmate and feeling like a soulmate. Or maybe you mentioned there's a, a karmic connection of some sort with someone. And uh, there might be desire. I don't know. I like a, a, a brunette or like a, um, a person with this kind of a shape. And there kind of be kind of com- can be coming from a purely sexual desire. And I would like to talk about that as we, um, in this world, in this society, we don't really have clarity about mm-hmm. how and when things are one or the other. So, of course, I cannot tell in any each situation what exactly happening for, for each person, but I would like to point out that oftentimes you might be meeting someone and you, what's connecting is only the first chakra, so only sex. I'm like, oh my God, I find the shape super attractive. My animal wants to interact with this animal. Mm. I'm attracted right here. Like, that's the, the first connection. It might be that eventually you'll figure out that your soul callings are aligned and you are going to space together, you know, whatever. But at the beginning, that was the, the first connection. And so it's important that you honor that. It what also could be that, for example, um, maybe there's some, as you mentioned, there's some karmic imprint. That means that maybe in a past life or, or uh, some experience of that, if you believe in past lives, you've had a connection or you had a relationship, whether it was a relationship or whether it was a, um, an interaction of different sorts. Mm. And it was unfinished business of some sort. And so that business wants to finish. So it's like everything wants to close in a circle. There's no uh, universe. doesn't like open circles. It just always closes everything. So that wants to be finished. Sometimes it's important to feel whether you should engage in sexual activity with uh, with a situation where it's just you know solving karmic imprint because uh sometimes when we talked about this many times it's important for us to sense um what is actually necessary in this interaction mm-hmm. so when you meet a person in the street or, or somewhere and there's an attraction ask yourself what is this attraction about is this physical is this karmic? Is this like many more chakras aligned and everything and soul callings and we are actually flying together? Is this is this some kind of a past life um, uh, story? And you feel like, oh, it actually is beyond what's happening here. It's something beyond. And really look within first. Um, because I've noticed many people creating relationships or actually going too mm. far in... In um in an interaction where it's only it was supposed to be of a fling, but when I fling, I don't mean like sexual fling, like oh you have to s- have a little sex and then move on. No, it's more like maybe you had to hold each other a little bit, or like see each other in the eye, or have a good conversation and some tea. Um, y- you notice that sometimes I don't know. At least I've had these moments where I I meet someone and I I just hang out with them, and that was enough, mm. and that was good, and it feels like oh, that was complete. You know, so not always everything needs to be engaged till the full engagement and marriage and, and sex and whatnot. 
And I believe oftentimes in our society, because we're not taught that, we perceive that, oh, if I have an attraction, which will always feel the same, whether it's karmic, whether it is sexual, whether it is soulmate, it will feel basically the same at the beginning. Yeah. If you're not attentive, everything will feel the same. It's like, I'm attracted to that person. All you have to do is meditate on that and kind of take a little step back. It's like, what is it trying to sell, tell me? That's what we did at the beginning of our relationship. And we always sensed like, is this, is this just a fling? Is just something more profound? Am I, is my heart attracted to this? Or is just my sex attracted to this? Is this some kind of past yeah. interaction, past life interaction or something? Is there some sort of, you know, energy that we need to exchange, but then don't have sex? All of that. I ask every single time, I ask this every single time in past relationships, and I still ask every single time when I meet a person, if there's attraction of mm -hmm. any sort, I'm like, uh, what is this actually about? And you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's not because you have to have sex, or it's not because you have to have a, a long-term relationship, mm -hmm. or a relationship that is sexual, or, or, or any, anything like that. Typically, it's like, it's a friendship, that might, of course, if you want to pursue that, um, get into, you, as you can be with anyone, uh, it might get into <laughs> a relationship. But yeah. do you really need to get there? Um, that's a question. First, really see what is there. How I, I like saying that how little you have to do to, to make the circle finished. Yeah. And then once the circle is finished of that energy, that of that karmic interaction of that past life relationship of that you know of that desire sometimes it was actually actually when i would mm -hmm. find a girl who i'm very attracted back in the day i would just come and say i really like your breasts and actually that would be it the circle finished mm -hmm. i was able to own my desire and then i didn't need to do anything about it like the desire disappeared like a like a fog in the sun just mm -hmm. disappeared and many, many times happens when that the desire is there because you don't have it. But <laughs> once you will have it, you will not want it. That's why people, you know, have one time, one night stands and the next day like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. Well, you wanted something and instead of owning that you wanted something and not acting on it, you acted on it. And now, uh, well, now you actually created a kind of a karmic bond. <laughs> you started a new loop instead <laughs> of just closing the loop you started also a new circle again yeah, yeah. so when so there's attraction understand yourself feel oh this is about me this is about me my energy my past my life and what i can learn about myself in this is first because there's many interactions that you feel and you see that they are not really uh, meant to have a long-term relationship yeah. or sexual relationship and there's so many people are confusing that because we've not taught yeah. been taught that yeah and i think there therefore people have this question of like is this the one yes but it's good to tune in with yourself what what do you mean with the one because the one um and that's where this like compatibility comes in or this like okay where are you heading in life what are you envisioning um because I think what people mention with the one is a person that just meets them on multiple levels. So in attraction, in the heart, in a certain spiritual journey, um, which is beautiful, but make that clear for yourself because it's going to be way more easier to answer that question when you meet someone and then 
I think bringing what you're mentioning, a, a quality of slowing down the process, awareness, awareness mm -hmm. meditation, um, to, and it's not per se slowing down in time because when we're looking at us, it was actually really fast, but there was a, at the same time, a sense of slowing down of awareness of expansion of presence to tune in. Okay. Where is this pe person meeting me? And is that really aligned mm -hmm. with where I want to go? Because I see so often women, um, dating men or being with men or in relationships where they are attracted to um the idea of mm. this potentially could it could be this thing or the potential of someone because as women we can tune in i feel like we have the sensitivity to see someone and we can love them bigger than they maybe love themselves in the sense of imagine their and we can feel their whole potential of who this mm -hmm. person can be but then to remember also this really statement of like often uh, women expect men to change and often they actually like they don't they stay the yeah same. because we have this assumption because we change all the time so we expect yeah. men to change all the time too so we have this like well they can change they have so much potential you know and it's like okay let's bring it back to the here and now and to to make it a little bit more realistic in that way where um where you meet someone to yeah have this exact awareness of what is this attraction trying to tell me and this presence is slowing down of like, okay, is this person really like, because then I wouldn't say like, oh, so you, you shouldn't be interacting with anyone until you meet that person. That's like, you, you see, they can meet you on all these levels. I always say no, like, you, you can interact with everyone. Yeah. You can have sexually. all these, yeah, you can have all these love experiments mm -hmm. because they will all prepare you. All those attractions are coming into your life for a reason to prepare you to meet that person most likely, or yeah. to, to get to whatever it is that you need. So they don't, avoid interacting but diving in in the sense of but not per se okay i need to sleep with this person or mm. i need to now start a relationship with this person so be like okay but what is this what is this about can you tune in and then actually act out the truth of that connection and then maybe the truth will be this is your person or maybe the truth will be oh this person taught me something about boundaries about communication about oh this thing or whatever and then the next person you attract, you can see uh, already has a different essence. And I think that's something to keep in mind. If you're yeah. noticing you keep attracting the same kind of person, that means that you're not learning, that you're not closing any of those loops. But instead, So yeah. that's a very good point. Yeah. If you're attracting the same kind of person, that attraction is a healing attraction, yeah. is a learning attraction. In other words, healing and learning is the same um, in in terms of, you know, when, when you're healing a wound, your body's yeah. learning um, that there was a wound and then it's healing a part part yeah. of it so then eventually you are healed but there might be a scar and that is the learning yeah um so basically oftentimes if you attract the same kind of a person is because you have not been learning what you're supposed to learn and that's why yeah I, if i would be teaching kids in in high school i would actually teach them see the desire see the error see the attraction don't act on it means as as much as you can don't act on it and but what i mean by that hold hands okay see into each other's eyes okay spend some time there maybe at some point find a way you can go for a walk together holding hands and just sense like what's going on here mm -hmm. how how are you feeling and that's nice okay i like that maybe sit on a bench together maybe start hugging at some point but take time. This would take time. And have conversations about life, about your values, about 
you know, how you are actually seeing where you want to go. Um, be honest, be vulnerable. Nobody wants to, to be um, not loved, but you won't be able to be loved if you won't share about yourself. So, no, you know, the person won't love you. They will love about something else, some, something else that they will create in their minds or something else that you created for them. But it's not you, and you know that. So you want to be loved, share about yourself honestly, be truthful, mm. take your time. If you will take that time, you'll notice that actually it's super beautiful to be in that energy, in that kind of desireful eros energy with that person. And here you are maybe 15, or 13, 18, whatever you are. You are in that space learning how to communicate and learning and this that that energy has a lot of power. Yeah. It learning about yourself, learning what oh what what I like, what I don't like, what I'm attracted. What is this interaction trying to teach me? Because everything in relationship is there to teach us, to help us to grow. Yeah. You know, even if <coughs> even if you are uh, in a relationship um you know that doesn't seem like that. Uh, maybe you're doubting that relationship right now. You are there to grow. You're growing and learning something from it. So the best question that you can give to yourself is, what am I getting from this? If if I don't if I don't understand that, maybe there's a failure here because relationships are to grow. It's not just to have fun and comfortable, you know, and and just agree with each other and then move on. If if you are not growing in the relationship, you will feel that something is off, and then you will feel like it's not the one. And that's maybe because you're not growing or yeah. not allowing yourself to grow. So the relationship is there to grow. And so as a teenager, take your time to grow with that person. And each person that you meet, maybe it's it's going to be, you know, dating with each other. I mean, I love kids in, in, um, uh, in like early, uh, how to say, in early school. Because they don't have the tainted sexuality yet. So they kind of just hold hands and can you be my boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, okay. And then, like and then they just act that out for a week and then they're moving on because yeah. they're like, okay, that was kind of it. That's like, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is what we are missing to be that innocent self of like yeah. act out a little bit at being boyfriend, girlfriend. And even before kissing, because kissing is already, you know, you're exchanging liquids, you're tasting each other's uh, saliva, which also has certain bacteria and certain certain aspects of it each other you'll get to know you, you probably noticed sometimes you kiss someone and you feel more than you maybe you've had that more than you maybe wanted to mm. it's like oh you kiss someone and be like i shouldn't have been kissing this person or like or, or well, something kiss someone it, it's like, it oh, came oh, with it's like nice. all these kind of stories of then then suddenly my mind and my ego of like oh my god is this the one or is this the yeah, right person yeah, or like yeah. it, could you be my partner yeah. like this kiss was like it becomes like a yeah. Yeah. So, so you more you than the innocent kiss. You yeah. said that we we went quite fast because you know we we made love quite fast in per se, but at the same time we knew each other in that area. We knew each other for a while. We've been introduced. We we had conversations together. We've danced. Uh, like we, I've taught Zook and uh, you and whatnot. So like there was, we had like actual conversations where we sat on the couch for a long time and just discussed about life. Um, so we knew each other. True. And also if you before. look at that whole day or those 24 hours, 
it wasn't that we had sex in the first hour. That was maybe in like hour like, like 15 or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So so what I'm trying to say is is don't rush if you are starting a relationship. And if you are already in a relationship, you can still use the same methods, which is don't rush in making assumptions and don't rush in making something uh, like a decision. Yeah, oh, exactly. this is not the one. Yeah. Oh, this is it's just feel, communicate, sense what I what do you want to do? What is it attracting you to do? And you understand that you can learn more if you do like that, if you're more aware yeah. and allowing yourself to be more with awareness and with love, then if you just, ah, actually, he doesn't want to grow or she doesn't want to grow, so fuck it, I'm going to move on. It's very it's very easy to say that, um, as, as Buddha was saying, it's very easy to break a branch. It's very difficult to put it back. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to put it back. You can always break a relationship, any moment, any time. But it's very difficult to unbreak it if it was broken yeah. and, and put it back together and <laughs> so it looks the same. <laughs> it's impossible. So, so that's, where that's why we need to really know about our own growth and, and care about it. I like it. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> So keep growing, people. <laughs> keep learning. Keep moving. I think it's just a continuous. It's just a, the flow of life. Like it reminds me of this quote. This will be the last thing. Mm. Is the only certainty in life is uncertainty. Or the only certainty is change. Mm. And it's funny. It's like this, this paradox where the only thing that's fixed is the thing that moves, is change. So it's like it's... I it's one of my favorite quotes and it like boggles my brain all the time but it helps me to remind to be like the movement the constant flow the constant growing and changing it's a good thing it's beautiful you can actually rest in that you can let go and surrender mm -hmm. um, you don't have to like fight it as much and go into these like like bursts and then ah, and burst and ah. it's like just keep growing keep learning keep playing um that's yeah, all. absolutely. I really like this teaching. It's uh, it has both the masculine and feminine within it. Yeah. Um, so it's very beautiful. So for those who are listening, I would like to invite you to also ask questions and and yeah. come in and ask us or, or either on social media or wherever you find us on the street and WhatsApp. <laughs> Just make sure that you you ask as detailed as you can, so we can understand your perspective and and kind of give our our um, our take on it. Yeah. You know, and hopefully you can you can find some gems in that, and then others can also find gems in that because we can learn from each other, yeah. and we can, you know, we ourselves also can learn from you yeah. if you ask the question that that will, you know, make us ponder like, oh, that's a good 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 point. So make sure that you just ask, uh, and we we'll see you next time. Yeah.